Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello, Sixpackers. Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic, Episode 72. The United States of America used to be a Christian nation. In fact, George Washington said, The future of this nation depends on the Christian training of our youth. What students would learn in American schools, above all else, is the religion of Jesus Christ. If Washington were alive today and publicly said that, he'd be charged with hate speech in some jurisdictions. Worse yet, most of his Christian countrymen would allow it. There are very few real Christians left. Christianity in America is largely just a facade today. Most Americans, regardless of what religious affiliation they claim, practice the religion of narcissism. Uh-oh, we're in big trouble now. Can you see yourself making converts? Very few books have ever been written to teach the mechanics of practical Catholic evangelization, something all Catholics are obliged to do. Of the books available, none teach you a step-by-step method for actually cultivating an inquirer, then taking that inquirer all the way to the baptismal font. Until now, nobody is more qualified to teach Catholic evangelization than Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Joe Sixpack has made hundreds of converts since 1988 in small group and one-on-one venues, and 84 of them are his adult godchildren. Consequently, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is a virtual treasure trove of how-to resources for evangelization. In the Lay Evangelist's Handbook, Joe Sixpack will show you how to become one of God's rock stars of evangelization, what the two primary obligations are for all Catholics that most people don't know how to begin the journey to becoming a saint, the actual mechanics of productive evangelization, the dangers of nice Catholicism, how to hear God laugh, what to do step-by-step to win over a convert, and much, much more. Get your copy of the Lay Evangelist's Handbook by Joe Sixpack, The Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. The coronavirus pandemic isn't the first one to hit us. And if God allows us to survive, it won't be the last one. And some of the pandemics we've had hit us in our history, from when we were just a group of colonies, makes this current one look no more severe than a bellyache. But this is the very first time in our history that we've willingly given up our liberty and did so out of fear. Benjamin Franklin famously said, He who would trade liberty for some temporary security deserves neither liberty nor security. How did we get here? How did it happen? Why did it happen? The how of it can be blamed on power-hungry tyrants as much as it can ourselves, but the why of it is strictly 100% our fault. 
I quote our founding fathers a great deal because they were incredibly wise men who forged the greatest country the world has ever known out of the ravages of an eight-year war of suffering, motivated by the one thing man desires above all else on earth, liberty. Besides, if we don't know and understand our history, we're doomed to repeat it. As I said, most of how we got here can be explained by power-hungry tyrants. Our fourth president, James Madison, wisely said, Crisis is the rallying cry of the tyrant. This pandemic hasn't been a crisis of medicine or nature. It's been a crisis created by the media and the tyrants. We know this because more and more evidence comes out to prove to us that these stay-at-home lockdown orders shouldn't have ever been issued in the first place. Well, why haven't I seen this evidence, Joe? It's my job to keep you informed. I get roughly 200 emails a day from about 100 news feeds. I don't just get Fox or Breitbart. I get news feeds most people have never even heard of, but they're staffed with good journalists. I'm constantly comparing the things they report on as a way of determining credibility. If many of them report the same facts on the same topics, they're credible. For example, the majority of my little-known news feeds have reported that the CDC says the actual number of coronavirus deaths is about 55% of the number being reported, or 49,000 instead of 90,000. But you won't find this in reporting from Fox, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, or any other news source you used to. And you have to really, really dig deep into the CDC website to find this information. But it's there. The public relations arm of the Party of Tyranny, which is the mainstream media, created this sense of crisis, playing it out perfectly to give the tyrants of the demonic Democratic Party an opportunity to transition from a government of the people, for the people, and by the people to absolute tyrannical rule in various jurisdictions. I'm talking about jurisdictions ruled over by the likes of Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, J.B. Pritzker, Gretchen Whitmer, and other miscreants, malcontents, and morons. The aforesaid morons have enacted such draconian measures that they've taken virtually every liberty Americans enjoy and forced them to live under an authoritarian dictatorship. My favorite founding father is Thomas Jefferson, and I quote him more than anyone else. Jefferson was a redhead, and it's as my redheaded high school history teacher told us, redheads, whether it's natural or out of the bottle, are naturally hotheads. My experience has been that she was right, so Jefferson was the fieriest patriot of all the founding fathers. One thing Jefferson said was, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. After nearly three months of this tyranny, people are finally beginning to rebel. I'm happy about that, but ashamed that it took three months. It should have begun on day one. If we had modern Americans in 1776, 1860, and 1941, history would have been much different and freedom would only be a dream for us. I've been truly amazed at the number of Catholics who've been critical of me for my condemnation of these lockdown orders and urging American Catholic citizens to resist. They accuse me of not caring if people get sick and die. They say I'm heartless and cruel and don't give a damn about anyone but myself. 
Those accusations couldn't be further from the truth, but I'm a big boy and I can handle that. Do you know what all these accusations tell me, though? The first thing they tell me is that my accusers worry more about their health than their liberty. Let me tell you right now that nothing is worse than losing your liberty, and having your health doesn't at all matter if you don't have your liberty to go with it. So this happened because tyrants took advantage of American citizens worrying about their health. But why was that allowed to happen? The reason why things were allowed to deteriorate is the very same reason 82% of Catholics don't believe the things the Catholic Church teaches and why non-Catholic church attendance and practice are in an alarming decline. We give lip service to Christianity today, but we don't really believe in it. We no longer worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. Today we worship the God of me, and our official religion is narcissism. All of the American bishops halted public masses, even in the states that didn't have stay-at-home orders. They showed us they have more faith in man than in God, and they wanted to make sure we all stayed well. The hell with worshiping God, we can always do that later. That was their attitude. Sadly, I got email after email chastising me, telling me the bishops did the right thing. I have to ask those people why they think that. If you're in a country that kills people just for being Catholic, and there are some, are you going to renounce your Catholicism in order to save your life? If you're one of those who think the bishops did the right thing, then I propose you're exactly the sort of person who'd renounce our holy and ancient faith to stay alive. This all comes from narcissism. We become a very narcissistic people. Look around you and see how narcissistic we become. Most of the commercials and print ads, if not all of them, are all about better sex, looking better, living better, living longer, and treating yourself special because you deserve it. I've got news for you. Companies wouldn't spend so much money on this advertising if there wasn't an enormous return on their investment. So advertising alone proves we're all adherents to the faith of narcissism and worship at the altar of self. We think much more of ourselves than we do God. We want everything we enjoy in life, but think little or nothing of the gift giver. Unless we make a conscious effort to change, the price we'll have to pay is much more severe than any of us can imagine. Your health, your looks, your longevity, and your sex life are all illusions. They're great gifts from God when used within his moral guidelines, but they're not the end-all be-all of your existence. No matter what you do, sex will end, your health will deteriorate, your looks will fade, and you're going to die. Sex ends, health deteriorates, and looks fade. What's left? Forty years ago, I was the most narcissistic person I knew. That only began to change after I became a Catholic. The more I learned and understood about God and Catholicism over the years, the more I changed. But then a series of events began about five and a half years ago that changed everything. And an age when Mrs. Sixpack and I should have been looking forward to a time in life when we could sit back and enjoy retirement, we were well prepared for it. We had great investments, a half million dollars in savings, and absolutely no debt. It looked like we had nothing but good times ahead. Then an unforeseen tragedy struck. 
We were the victims of a con artist and identity theft. We lost absolutely everything. The theft was so complete that we had to eat beans until Mrs. Sixpack's pension check came in because we couldn't even go to the grocery store. We not only lost everything we had, but our identities were used to obtain a bevy of credit cards that were promptly maxed out at roughly $100,000. Because I thought the thief was my friend, he'd spent 10 years convincing me of that anyway, in my mind, the worst thing he did was to take out a second homeowner's policy on our home. Police ascertained he intended to set fire on the house while we slept to murder us. Although I never found one, I strongly suspect there was a very large term life insurance policy on me that named him as the beneficiary. Because our ability to live comfortably into our twilight years was gone, it wasn't long until I had a debilitating stroke. The doctor told me I should have died, but I'm a pretty tough old bird. As it is, I can only walk short distances when wearing a brace on one leg. Otherwise, I'm confined to a wheelchair. I can't write anymore, and I always feel like I have a mouthful of rocks. About six weeks later, Mrs. Sixpack simultaneously had a heart attack and a pulmonary embolism. She definitely should have died. Thanks be to God that she didn't. We love and need each other. The stroke reduced me to almost complete helplessness. I could no longer mow the lawn, check the oil level in the car, or even change a light bulb in the overhead lighting. I had to learn to humble myself to ask friends to do those things for me. It was through this humiliation that I was able to renounce my remaining narcissism in favor of God. I learned the importance of friends and how God put them in place to help care for us. I learned to see things I'd previously taken for granted because I was too focused on myself. Nothing happens by coincidence, and God enlightens me to that every day. He's in control. Why am I telling you this? I'm an astute observer of human nature and behavior. Now that my life's been forced to slow down more than most folks, I'm able to even more keenly observe what's going on around me in society. What I see ain't pretty. I've often wondered why God spared me. He's shown me several reasons why I'm still alive, but this episode gives another reason. Do you remember the Dickens novel, A Christmas Carol? It told the story of selfish old Ebenezer Scrooge and how three Christmas spirits came to warn him to change his ways before it was too late. Well, consider me your three spirits giving you a warning. Nothing, absolutely nothing is more important in your life than God. Not your spouse, not your children, not your parents. It's way past time to take your eyes off of yourself and direct them exclusively to God. You'll find that the things that mean so much to you now will take on an entirely new and more pleasurable meaning. And you'll be much happier. That's awesome, dude! What did Billy D. Williams... The celebrated American artist Norman Rockwell and famed comedian Jimmy Durante have to do with one man's journey from conservative Judaism to the cross. Everything. Marty Barrick has lived one of the most fascinating conversion journeys ever told. In Calvary Road, Marty's biography, you can read about Marty's military service with Billy D. Williams, how Norman Rockwell helped him pass a college course 
how, in his deep abiding love for his late wife, Marty helped Irene travel the road of sanctity. How the times are quickly reaching critical mass for fulfilling prophecy concerning the Jews, and much, much more. Get your copy of Calvary Road by Marty Barrick today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to the Washington Examiner. David Daleiden, an anti-abortion activist, is suing Senator Kamala Harris after alleging she conspired to violate his civil rights while Attorney General of California. Daleiden claims in the federal lawsuit, brought by both him and his Center for Medical Progress, that he was unjustly prosecuted by Harris for her own political gain, according to Courthouse News Service. The charges stem from secret recordings he made while posing as someone attempting to obtain fetal tissue. In the tapes, he spoke to abortion providers and later posted the videos to YouTube in 2015. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number 4 Hats off to Newsmax. More than three-quarters of Americans blame China for the coronavirus pandemic that started in the Chinese city of Wuhan last year, according to a new poll. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number 3 Hats off to LifeSite News. Pope Francis has reopened the investigation into the possibility of women's ordination as deacons. I guess he's going to keep on until he gets the answers he wants. No, 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 no! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number two. Hats off to Catholic News Agency. Pope Francis said that government should consider a universal basic wage to help people who have lost out because of globalization. He said, Many of you live from day to day without any type of legal guarantee to protect you. Street vendors, recyclers, carnies, small farmers, construction workers, dressmakers, the different kinds of caregivers. You who are informal, working on your own or in the grassroots economy. You have no steady income to get you through this hard time, and the lockdowns are becoming unbearable. More evidence that Francis holds to the heresy of socialism. Despicable! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to LifeSite News. Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, the former prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, has in an interview argued against allowing Protestants to receive Holy Communion along with Catholics and against female ordination. That's awesome! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Warning to snowflakes. If he thinks it, he says it. It's time now for Joe Sixpack's Common Sense Catholic Commentary. As I record this, much of the country is reopening the economy. Along with businesses, dioceses are starting to reinstate public masses. 
My archdiocese began this week, but apparently Mrs. Sixpack and I aren't welcome at Mass yet because we're in the so-called high-risk health category. Most six-packers aren't in this category, though, so most of you can return to Holy Mass and Communion. That's what I want to talk about for a few minutes. Firstly, I sincerely hope you haven't become so used to live stream masses on Facebook or television that you really don't think there's a need to physically attend Mass. If you've adopted that attitude, you'd be wrong, gravely wrong. God told us in his third commandment, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. The church explains it more precisely when she says, you shall attend mass on Sundays and holy days of obligation. This precept requires us to make holy the Lord's day, to observe special holy days that are meant to recall us to the gospel message, and to avoid those activities that hinder the renewal of soul and body. This divine and ecclesiastical command requires our obedience under pain of mortal sin. In other words, unless you have a grave reason for not attending Mass, you risk condemning your soul to hell, and going on vacation, taking a trip to Grandma's, or making a family outing aren't grave reasons for missing Mass. One other thing about missing Mass. Your moral obligation is to participate in the entire Mass. If you're one of those people who head for the door as soon as you receive communion, you may as well have not even come at all because you didn't fulfill your mass obligation. You six-packers have been obeying stay-at-home orders now anywhere from 6 to 12 weeks, depending on where you're living. During this lockdown time, suicides have more than doubled. That doesn't denote an increase in mental health issues. It denotes an inability of these poor souls being able to live with themselves when they don't have their distractions. Unless I miss my guess, you six-packers have had an opportunity to be introspective too. I know I have. The thing I think needs to be stressed at this point is that it would be a great idea to go to confession before you receive communion again. You'll be surprised how much peace you'll feel. Do you have an apostolate you'd like other Catholics to learn about? Maybe you have an e-commerce business and you want to build sales while supporting a Holy Orthodox apostolate. Whatever you want to advertise, The Cantankerous Catholic is your portal to success. The Cantankerous Catholic isn't even a year into broadcasting its weekly shows and we're already listened to in 16 countries, all 50 states, and 101 major cities throughout the U.S. and Canada. Our listener demographics are the most sought after for advertisers. The Cantankerous Catholic avatar is 53% men and 47% women ages 18 to 34. The show's average growth rate through 2019 was 24% per week, and our listeners are Orthodox Catholics who reject heterodox Catholic positions and political correctness. Relative to other podcasts and online advertising, our rates are extremely cost-effective and inexpensive. You can advertise in each show's show notes, in the recorded episode itself, our weekly newsletter that announces each new episode, all of these media together, or in any combination. So contact us today by filling out the form on the Sponsor Kit page at cantankerouscatholic.com or email Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, directly at joe at cantankerouscatholic.com. 
to learn how you can begin driving traffic to whatever you want to promote while helping to support a worthy, orthodox, and hard-hitting apostolate. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. A non-Catholic minister who admired the heroism and wonderful success of the sisters caring for the sick at a mission in a foreign country was anxious to begin the same type of charitable work. One day he watched a sister washing the feet of a leper. He said, Sister, I wouldn't do that for a hundred bucks. She replied, I wouldn't either. I'm doing it for the love of Jesus. But where do you get the strength to be so generous? She took him to the chapel door, opened it, pointed to the tabernacle, and said, There. The minister then went to the mission mother superior in order to get information to begin some institutions of his own. Mother Superior happily gave him the information he wanted, then said, Sir, I'm sorry to say this, but you won't succeed. Why not? asked the minister. Because although you can imitate the machinery of these institutions, you don't have the fuel to make it go. By fuel, she meant Holy Communion, which alone gives and keeps up the strength necessary for such works. Goodbye, everybody! Help your fellow Catholic six-packers. They need to be listening to the Cantankerous Catholic, and you can help them find it better if you leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Leaving a review will make it easier for other Catholics to find the Cantankerous Catholic, because reviews cause the podcasting platforms to show it more often. And I thank you in advance for leaving a review. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.